0: Welcome to Talking Business and Life with Claudio Relsano and Steve Mancini. Claudio and Steve will share their business and life experience to help you grow your business and improve your life. Here's Claudio and Steve. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to Talking Business and Life with Claudio Relsano and Steve Mancini. I am Claudio Relsano. And I'm Steve Mancini. Thank you all for tuning in. We hope you are enjoying our shows. If you no, you don't have to miss anything. You just go on our website, www.crsmedia.com, and check out our other show, Italian Impact Weekly. At ItalianImpactWeekly.com. That's the show we have archives on, on the radio. Well, both of them, that's right.
1: You yeah. can catch them both at the CRSM Media.com. CRSM and then again, SMB. if you want to go out to the yeah. other show, it's got its own website. But uh, we want to introduce something, though, because uh, CRSMmedia is a kind of um, all-in-one uh, platform for hosting but it's something we're also going to work with you. So if you have a podcast or a show and you want to get started, you don't know how to get started, you know, we'll kind of provide some professional advice. We'll host your show. We'll help promote your show. We'll do whatever we can to work with you so that you can be successful because your success is our success. We do enjoy helping people become successful. And
0: I'll tell you why I say that. Claudio's been coaching CMU for 19 years. You've been coaching how many years total? Uh, I've been coaching baseball for 40 years. I've been at CMU for 19 and scouting professionally for the Global Scouting Bureau for 22.
1: Now, having done that for that many years, I'm going to make a leap of faith. Yeah. If there's a player you've coached or a player you've signed and they become successful, you relish that.
0: Oh, I, I, I when we won championships. I don't, I stand back and watch. That's right. I, I enjoy it. I mean, I want to win too now. Don't get me wrong. I want, uh, you know, the accolades or you know the trophies and all that kind of stuff, but um, it's it's not about me.
1: No, I, about me. I, I, I'm yeah, a, you I'm the same it, yeah. boat because you know what? When I used to coach hockey, I coached for like probably I don't know it was 20 years, but it was going to be close to 20 years. And when I coached hockey, the one thing that I used to love, especially when I was developing players, mm-hmm. I loved to see a player at the end of the season from oh, the beginning sure. of the season because when that kid got better, if he goes from you know missing the net, not scoring, you know something with a system he's not getting all of a sudden by the end that kid's clicking you're throwing them sure. out in the good times you're like man awesome yeah i helped him but he executed on what i helped him that exactly Impact. that's right and so we relish other people's success so that's why we do what we do we're hoping you'll join us you know be part of our team mm-hmm. and uh, again we're gonna do everything we can to help you be successful we've been doing this for decades with other folks mostly geared towards sports but uh you know Um, And I believe this too, I think if you're successful at something, it takes an attitude to be successful. It takes a work ethic to be successful. It takes, you know, I hate to say it, but brain power in some ways to be successful. Nobody's just successful unless they get lucky and discover the pet rock. Okay, you're successful. But (laughs) but it takes hard work, takes brain power, and we've been there, and we're going to our other adventures. And I will tell you right now, our shows are becoming very popular, and I'm very proud of that. And again, we want to help other folks get there. But with that being said, talking in business and life, you know, this is one of those shows that we do because we're very passionate about it. We try and bring guests on here or we don't bring guests on here. And we talk about topics that are important to folks and we kind of pour it out on the table. We say we're not charging, you know, for some 16-week self-help program to tell you just to get off your butt and start working harder. We're going to tell you that on the air. Get off your butt and start working harder. We're going to tell you these things because we want to help you out. With that being said, you know, it's a business show. It's a life show. And we have a very special guest today with us and uh, somebody I know from an organization I'm with called the Knights of Columbus. And his name is Chris Gonzalez. And Chris is a field agent for the Knights of Columbus. And Chris, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much, Michael. Glad to be here. Well, it's we nice appreciate it. We're going to edit that and call me Steve next time. <laughs> yes, yeah, because we, yes, touche. <laughs> That's right, you got it back. Maybe we won't edit that. No, so, no, so, it.
2: so the Mancini was in my brain, right? <laughs> and for whatever reason, I combined Steven or Mike. <laughs> no, yeah, you're good. You're good, way. Chris.
1: All right. Hey, anyways, welcome to the show, though. And uh, again, you're the field agent for the Knights <laughs> yes, of Columbus. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, uh, you and I met whenever I – so whenever somebody joins the Knights of Columbus, they are introduced to the field agent relatively quickly. And before I kind of jump into that and the whole process, let's start with what are the Knights of Columbus and why do they exist?
2: Well, thank you um that's a great question steve uh knights of columbus is a catholic fraternal organization founded by michael j mcgivney a priest who's in the process of getting canonized way back in 1882 um, as we were talking before the show back at that point in time a lot of these fraternal insurance organizations kind of came to existence because if you could believe it or not they were prejudiced against and <clears throat> they kind of stuck with their own so the knights of columbus was the first of its kind Catholic fraternal organization to go and make sure to take care of its Catholic parishioners.
1: That's right, and um, a lot of folks don't know that. Again, Catholics were rich, poor, but there were a lot of working class Catholics, sure. and they were poor. And when you know, when something happened to the breadwinner, especially you're talking, you know, back in the late 1800s, there were not a lot of groups to take care of these widows. You know, they kind of relied on either relatives you know, just generous, whatever. So that's that right. Passing the hat. So to have a formal organization that was established, a lot of people don't understand what the Knights of Columbus was about. It was about, for a lack of better term, insurance to help the widows of, of you know, these Catholic men. that, And again, a lot of them had blue collar jobs. They weren't living to be 70, 80 years old. So it wasn't uncommon To say you're working in the mines or you're working in a factory and something happens and either you're you're injured, you can't work, or you're killed, you know, the the rates of mortality and working in the 1800s was a lot different than it is now. You know, if there's an accident now, there's investigations. In the 1800s, if a mine collapsed, it's like, well, just dig around, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out later what happened. And they just moved on. Well, what happens to the widows? So enter this organization. Now, Chris, you're a field agent. What, is a, what does that mean to be a field agent? Well, I mean, <clears throat> essentially, it's a fancy term for
2: just the insurance agent. Um, so my, my job is, part of my responsibilities is the onboarding of just new brother knights as they come to the fraternity, to the organization, and just to service existing members of the fraternity by offering them just some financial services and concepts that the knights offer or just having that fraternal aspect of being a brother, right? I added that wrinkle to my, to my practice over the last 18 months, and I'll reach out to my 72-year-old shut-in and take him out for a cup of coffee. I reach out to the widow who just lost you know their spouse of 50 60 years and we'll go and have lunch so I mean
1: and that's the kind of folks that you're you're working with those kinds of folks all because, day every day right.
2: I mean it just it makes me better right because I mean there's the commercial side of the insurance trade which has a reputation it's so some, somewhat well deserved and then I think for me the nights was the ultimate leap of faith, like the, the, the Indiana Jones scenes, walks from the lion's mouth into the, to, to the, to the bridge that was not there kind of deal. And the quality of persons that I come in contact with in a day out and day, uh, day in with this organization is unbelievable.
0: You know, you mentioned how maybe the picture of an insurance agent is out there painted, kind of, uh, be it through media or whatever. But, you know, you're having a, and we use the word all the time, impact. You're having positive impact on people. When they see you coming to the door, that guy's here to help me. And and you have helped people. A- am I right in that, uh, in that comment?
2: It was, it was a lot, kind of, you mentioned earlier, Coach, that it's not about me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I go to the household and – it's not always the case, but I make it a point that it's never about me. So when I go into to the household, and it's 100% about that individual. And, and my, my ultimate goal is to leave them a little bit better off than when I found them.
0: And that's where the word impact comes from. And do you find yourself I, – I, look, I'm going to be very honest with you. I, I, maybe I'm a little too critical of, of coaches. There's a lot of great coaches out there that really care. Um, but even in the news lately, there have been some coaches who got let go because of their behavior with the players, right? Um, Do you find that in in your world? Do you say to yourself, I'm not doing that. This is the way I'm doing it. I'm not going to be a part of that group. I'm going to, you know, do things my way. That's
2: a great question. I mean, you can do things your way, I guess, until your way doesn't work anymore, right? So, I mean... Again, for me, I'm not that arrogant and I'm not that vain to where I can't piggyback off of someone else's idea or I can't go and ask someone else for help oh, yeah, if I don't have sure, the answer. Sure. But I mean, I'm a true believer that the team culture and environment makes a huge difference. No doubt. But you can have all the, you can have players with all the talent in the world, but if the, their attitude sucks, so I mean, but that's exactly
1: and, and that's often the case of, a lot of why a lot of guys don't make it. It's attitude. You figure how many talented players out there say, man, well, why didn't that guy make it? And you're like, that's that well, do,
0: you, do you agree with this? Alex Rodriguez is somebody who I f- forget about the baseball part of it, but the business aspect of it. He says, I bet on the jockey, not on the horse. There's going to be other, many other people who are going to sell perhaps the same packages that you are, but they're going to go with Chris Gonzalez because they like the jockey, they like the horse. Uh, do, you, do you agree with that? The, the, what heck the way that you laid it out yeah that sounds real good <laughs> Well, you know are you from Pittsburgh originally? No
2: actually I'm not um, I'm originally my roots start in New York but I grew up in Monterey California or Monterey mm-hmm. County California and then I found my way out here about 14 years ago so okay. back
0: in 9 the reason why I ask I don't know if I know Joe remembers again, uh, uh, jeez I was just, just Jack Bogett oh yeah he was a legendary um he had a show here in Pittsburgh, a morning show on KDKA. Legend, great voice, great guy. But he said something. You can read all the sales books you want. And he kept it in under five seconds. Build the trust, ask for the service. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you kind of follow?
2: Build the trust is important. I, I, for me, I kind of okay. want to pro- provide value, okay. right? So if there's no value to be offered, um, then what am I doing there? So at the end of the day, what I've learned um cost is only an issue in the absence of value so i know i come into most households knowing i'm not the only player in town so my my approach is i believe there's enough room at the table for everybody to have a seat Um, i'm pretty confident that whoever you've been working with for this series of years have done well by you just want to take a look and see if there's anything that they might have missed that we might be able to implement to make what you're doing even a little bit better
0: well said that is good
1: that is well said. Um, let's talk about this because you know what Insurance is one of those things and you, we kind of mentioned before the show it's no matter who you are, you 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 want to have some kind especially if you've got a family you, you've got to have some kind of insurance out there. And a lot of people get confused and there's so much advertised out there and there's so much of got a term. I got a whole I got this. Explain to our listeners. What are the types of insurance that the average person
0: should care about? Depends on who you subscribe to. Let's, say, let's
1: say the average person
0: is. But see, I uh, like that. He doesn't put a – I don't believe in putting a blanket on everything. I like no, that. I Go mean, ahead. I'm sorry. I
2: mean, because there's – there's. I mean, you heard the Susie Ormans and the Dave Ramsey's of the world. and Excellent. I mean, when I came up in the trade, I mean, it was all term, 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 right? Mm-hmm. And then as I developed and I got better, and it's like – term is good, but you have the, these other instruments as well. I mean, Tom Hegna said the only insurance that really matters is the insurance that's enforced the day that you die, right? <laughs> right. So, I mean, it doesn't matter what type it is, right? I mean, when your ticket's punched and your number's called, whatever you have enforced, that's, that's the good stuff right there, right? right. Um, but I mean, if I were to sit there and, and craft a portfolio, I like to layer it. I mean, and depending on where you're at in your life right young families you usually have that's when you have your income is least your overheads the most right. um term you're buying pennies for do, or dollars for pennies there right um what i see with a lot of households is that when it comes to pricing term a lot of people are it's just undersold right i mean no what do you mean by that undersold like i think sometimes agents are afraid to ask the questions so if i were to sit there and, and talk to you coach or i'll talk to you steve say hey what's a household income and then you wait for the answer and then it just then it just becomes an arithmetic question. So, well, industry standards say you should have ten to twenty times your income. But if you watch the news lately, that that <laughs> those numbers are kind of going to be outdated real quick. So, they're <laughs> even suggesting twenty to thirty times your income when you're starting to uh, starting to price out your term.
1: But I don't understand. The economy's doing good. Okay. Got it. <laughs> Anyways, that was a little jab there. Okay. Yeah. So no, I'm trying. That's, so twenty to thirty, you're, you're realistically you're only going to be able to afford that if it's term. Uh, well, I lay down the groundwork.
2: Right, So I kind of explained, this is how this works. This is the purpose of this. You know, you buy a lot of it when you're young because it's pretty, pretty, pretty um, affordable at this point in time. And then most companies, but I'll speak on behalf of the Knights, they have what's called a conversion privilege to where you can take your term plan and make it into something permanent. Mm. Something, a, a program that starts building you equity. So as you age out in life, so you're no longer 20, you're no longer 30, you're getting to your forties and fifties. Term might be great, but it doesn't really have that much. I mean, for me, it just, it's not as great as other products because terms designed to end by the very definition of its name, right? And we're all going to die. I haven't figured out how to wake <laughs> up three days from now. You know what I mean? So um, <clears throat> so then we start transitioning into the conversation you and I had, Steve. It's like, you know what? What's your distribution strategy look like? I'm like, well, what do you mean? Well, I mean, now I'm not talking to the 30-year-old version of you, coach. I'm talking to the 67, 68-year-old version, version of you. And you got... Required minimum distributions that you could be staring you in the face at the government's telling you that you have to take your own money, or you're going to be penalized. Right. Having an insurance premium in your 70s is not necessarily a bad thing to have, because what I'm finding out is that once people pay taxes on this money, and once they spend it or gift it or do whatever they do with it, more times than not they reinvest that money so it can get taxed again.
1: <laughs> Good point. Yeah, it really is better to just take cash
0: and put it under my uh, what well, can be pillow. I'm to you it. know something that you said though, uh, about when when Michael asked you, uh, <laughs> <I know. laughs>
2: yes, yes, when he asked yeah, let's you, let's get uh, Steve back in here. Where'd my, <laughs> We on. have a I'm bunch sorry.
0: of guys. Step out Joe Hale, Claudio, Michael, and Steve. Um, but you didn't say this like, like in hitting. Okay, everybody wants to do. Everybody has to bat the same. I had twins that batted differently. You didn't say, okay, well, you do this, you do that, you do this, you did that. You said, well, you know, you didn't put a blanket on everything. Everybody's different. Everybody has different financial um, needs, what they have, what they don't have. Things happen in life. And and that, that's what I liked about you, what, what you said right off the bat. But something, um, and it's happened to all of us, when you are passionate about something, you give everything you have to something, and you know that you're going to get the job, you did great on the interview, or in your case, the product that you are explaining and you worked hard to uh, fit that family, and they say no. How do you deal with that?
2: That happens a lot, you know. It's just, okay, I kind of respectfully ask well, where we're at, you know. You mind explaining to me how we came to this conclusion? Is there anything that we missed that maybe I can prove them on or whatever? And just say, at the end of the day, if you collect enough information, I'll know the answer more times than not before they get there. If the finances aren't there or if they don't see the value in it, then I have to go back to the drawing board and look at myself, what could I have done a little bit different? What question could I have asked? Or at the end of the day, there's, I'll be the first person to tell you, say, hey there, Steve, you got a great plan. I'd leave it alone.
0: But, but and it's, it's related to hitting because I'll say the same thing. You can do everything wrong, but if you're hitting the ball, keep doing it. But when you know that you've done everything you could and you you were passionate about it, and you gave them the best thing, and they still said no. Because one of the things we talk about is dealing with rejection. Uh, okay, so you tell them, you know, you ask them why, and this that, and another thing. Does it affect you on your next meeting, your cadence, your, your anything? What what does it do? That's a really great coach. Um, it <coughs> depends, right? If, <laughs> it depends
2: on how many no's you run into, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, you got to shake it off. I mean, because it's just like hitting. You know, if, if a 300 gets you into the Hall of Fame. So right now, I'm, a, I'm a probably around 3.30, 3.50. There you go. I like you know? that. Um, and then the people say no. And I just say, okay, thank you very much for your time. It's just, for your permission, I'd like to stay in touch with you throughout the years. If your situation changes, by all means. Yeah. You know, let's maintain the relationship. And I'd like to be, I'd like to be your, your service provider, but I totally understand if you have relationships with someone else. Uh, that's kind of my thing. I say, hey, okay. I prefer you do business with the Knights, but hey, if you work working with somebody, by all means, implement what you got with somebody else, right?
0: So... Do you remember the basketball player Lloyd Freed, who changed his name to World b Free? He he said uh, they he was a great scorer, and they said to him, "What is your best attribute as a shooter?" He said, "A lousy memory." Yeah, I never forget that, and and you move on. You know, we've all been rejected. And you move on. But you always
2: remember the. I remember the losses more than I remember the oh, wins. no doubt. Right. So go I'll, I'll have that. I'll have someone on a speed dial to where I can go in a nice little. 90 to two minute rant and then get it out of my system. And I guess it would be the equivalent to smashing the baseball, uh, the hat rack and the dugout. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs)
0: it gets it out of there. That's for sure. That's for sure.
2: All right.
1: So let's talk uh, again for our listeners in a a nutshell. What is term life insurance? What is whole life insurance?
2: Term life insurance is temporary insurance that you can purchase that'll lock your your monthly premium commitment for a, a period of time, whether it be 5, 10, 15, 20, you got insurance companies out there that are now offering 30-year terms, right? So how old are you, Steve? Okay, we'll say, just say you're 39 Thirty-seven. No, fifty so no, we, we, 52. So we, we apply. We'll keep it young. Everyone in this room is 35. I like your attitude. So, yes, yes. So, you know, for a 35-year-old, my thing would be, hey, you know what? Get yourself a couple million dollars a term. Protect protect your, your, your income. The chances are I'd rather you apply for more than what you think you need because you're only 35. Chances are you're going to have series of increases as you continue to age and get series of promotions, so on and so forth. And as we um, get later on in life, then we have those transitionary conversations of what we can make that
1: term into. Uh, now, that, now, the increase in the amount is because you're compensating for the fact that I'm going to be making more yes. and assuming that I have to maintain that standard of living.
2: It would be a lot easier for me to go and have you go and apply for 2 million in your 30s and then instead of you saying, hey, Chris, I need another million in
1: your 40s. Which makes your rates get to go nice and high. Okay, I'm tracking on that. Well, I, mean, I ended f- up doing a 30-year term, by the way, yeah. and, I, and I have whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and You can exp- explain that in a second, but, okay. And then, uh, well, it was explained to me and I never really looked at it that
2: way until I heard it, but term is the most expensive way to purchase life insurance because all you're doing is paying for the unit cost of insurance, right? If you don't die within that space, well, That's right. So, I mean, so essentially,
1: right. But, it's no co- but, there's, but there's a reverse side to that because if you don't make a lot of money to your point though, it's because when I bought my insurance years ago, I bought yep. that 30 year policy, I wasn't making a lot of money. Nope. Um, and so to get that much insurance at, you know, 30 something dollars a month or whatever it was, I'd be a fool not to take that. That's why
2: you do it when right. you're younger. Absolutely.
1: So now, so now, so term it's, it's a fixed period. It's a, great,
2: it's a great tool to have. It really but, you
1: lose your, but at the end of the period, it's up. It's it. you're done. If you didn't die. Well, I mean, the fun. way I
2: look at it is that, oh, I'll do the math. And, and right? but I'm
1: not saying don't get term because to your point, there is a time for term.
2: It's a, that's the, basically, term is the cost of um, peace of mind. It's peace of mind insurance, okay. really what it is, right? So from this time to this time, right, when your when you're overhead is at its highest and your income is at its lowest and you're slowly working your way up through the ranks to go and improve upon that, Having term for for a family is, is a perfect tool, right? But as we grow and our income increases and our lot, in, our, our lot in life improves, then my conversation is, hey, we should start making some of this permanent. Well, Chris, what do you mean by making some of this permanent? I thought I had insurance. I said, you do. Your premiums will be fixed for whatever the time duration of the contract is. When I say making it permanent, your premiums will be fixed at the age in which you get approved for the duration of your life.
0: What do you do to keep your approach fresh? And and how do you get better at what you do?
2: Um, I listen to podcasts. Uh, we just hired a bunch of young guys, so work with the young guys. Just like hitting coach, you gotta get in the cage. So, I mean, I'm talking to guys, I mean, sharing ideas. I talk to people from other industries. Uh, I talk to old colleagues of mine. Uh, I, I I talk to priests, try to get a, a feel for the, the pulse of the community, what's going on there, so I can go and do some more research and just trying to find more subject matter. So, I mean,
1: I. I Hey, Father, is anybody going to die soon?
0: (laughs) When when you say that, when you say that. It's a bad
1: joke, but it is a joke. (laughs) John Calipari,
0: who was born and raised right behind this building pretty much, University of Kentucky, in my opinion, the best coach in college basketball. Several years ago, he was on a recruiting trip, went to a junior college. And he was watching this player he was going to recruit, but he saw a certain style of offense and he asked the coach, a junior college coach. John's making XXX amount. This guy's making X amount. He says, Coach, what is this? He's called It's called, it's called a dribble drive. John implemented that in his Kentucky team because it worked for that particular yeah. team. But here's John Calipari doing that. You know, I never feel like I know enough. I, I always feel like I can learn more. And, and certain not anymore. There's certain announcers that used to be on TV have my notebook there, Okay. Is that you're always looking to get better? Is that you always?
2: I, I heard a saying that it's only stealing if you don't use it. It's borrowing. Ooh, I, it like if you... that. I like that. So yeah. I borrow people's stuff
0: all the time. I, I like to say you listen to podcasts. Is there anybody, uh, for me, number one, number one, number one, my parents were my biggest role models in life and in business and everything. But I've had so many people that I study every day, every day. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody that you study you mentioned podcasts Is well, anybody I mean to- I have
2: a subscription um to, to Van Miller so he's in just again an economist industry guru uh he, he he's done quite well he has a monthly subscription that I purchase, and actually gives me links that I go and read for just uh whether tax code social security pensions the, the state of the market whatever the case may be. and I just I'll read the articles oh that's pretty interesting and then I'll Find a group of members and say, "Hey, this is pertinent information. This would be a good, a good six-minute read." You know oh, what I mean? Right, right. So, um,
1: I was just handed a document, folks. A, a, a quick six-minute read,
2: right? So, um, Joe Rogan entertains me. Uh, I was starting to listen to um, Tom Hegna. Tom Hegna's got some good stuff. Um, Ed Slot. A lot of YouTube stuff. I mean, um, the infinite banking strategy, and infinite banking concept is starting to be used a lot, um, especially with the state of the world, of the economy right now, people are trusting banks less and less. And that was a concept that I heard about, and then I did a little bit of dive in into it, and it's like, wow, that's pretty easy to follow. Now it comes ex- explanation part of it. And I thought that for me, the first quarter, while I was developing that muscle was kind of frustrating, and then everything happened with the Silicon Valley Bank out west, which rattled the cages of a lot of people throughout the country and said, "Hey, you know, if you're concerned with the state of banking, would you consider something to where you can essentially become your own banker and then the far- the concept is really foreign to people." so I, was like, okay. okay, so then I've had to I had to develop that muscle and how to make it less foreign
0: and, and again, back to what I said that you don't just put a blanket on things. Some people, we don't have to mention names, but I I know you would know who they were. They say, cash is trash. Cash is trash. Every time I get a dollar in, I invest it. And, uh, And it's easy to say, I buy real estate. Well, maybe not everybody has the money for that. They've had something bad happen. They lost a job or whatever the case is. So you don't say, Cash is trash or put all your money in term or put all your money in real estate. You, it depends on the situation, correct?
2: If I, ender, if I approach it that way, then it's a losing battle.
0: If you right? approach it what way? The way that
2: you laid it out. Okay. Right? Because then, you know, I'm inadvertently insulting the person that I say I trash. I mean, they've been doing this for the past 10 years. Who the hell am I to come over there and say what they've been doing the past 10 years? Stupid. Yeah, great point. Right? So, I mean, again, I mean, I've developed the ability to ask those uncomfortable questions to where they're no longer uncomfortable. And you'd be surprised, man. People are really forthright. If you ask them a question, hey, what's your household income? Rough figures. Oh, make about X amount of dollars. Oh, that's awesome. You know, just, what's your portfolio? And I'm sure that. they'd like
0: to make 1.5 a year. Yeah. But it just isn't. No, that's not the case. So, nah. so, so when I'm asking the questions,
2: and then I'm, before I can make any kind of like armchair quarterback decisions, so based upon the information that you provided me, Coach, I think this is kind of where we're at. And how do you feel about that? What are your thoughts? Well, Chris, I think you're
0: crazy. And so, yeah, Chris, that's spot on. Okay, great. How would you like to How would you like to proceed? Let's move forward. Okay, great. Let, let me throw this in, in your pocket into our audience. We were playing on a turf field one time, and um, there was a heavy set kid at third base, and of course, aluminum bats, right? And the pitcher I had pitching threw hard, but he was getting hit. I had my infield playing back. Okay, and what do you do when there's runner on third base at, at that time? You have him move up. I'm hearing the fans. Oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. I didn't want to call time out like I did yesterday and told people I know why I sent a player and why I didn't. I shouldn't have done. Anyway, but I, I said to myself, the reason why I did that was because the kid at third base is not fast. Okay. My infielders have cannons. The pitcher's going to throw hard. The hitter's going to hit it hard. Okay. I don't need to move him back. So you don't put a blanket. On things and, and and that's what you're you're not doing it's putting a blanket because situations are different well, I appreciate that coach I mean it
2: is though I mean situations can parallel someone else's but I'm like snowflakes man I mean, everybody's situation is different, everybody's uh, finances are different, everybody's emotional state is different, Excellent point. view on money is different, everybody's, how they view insurance. Again, I, I don't want to refer to what is your God, right? But I mean, do you subscribe to the Susie Ormans and the, the, the Dave Ramseys of the world or, or, or not, right? And I guess If you do, great. If you don't, awesome. I mean, I'm just here to collect information and see what I can go and put together for you that's going to go and improve your situation.
0: Yeah, Steve?
1: I do want to go back I want to go back to the products though because I do want to talk about again folks that are listening may not understand I mean they're thinking it's not as simple as oh I mean maybe sometimes it can be as simple as I'm gonna buy this much insurance for this much money set up my allotment I'm off and running there are obviously different packages different types of things um, and you kind of told us what term is fixed X amount of dollars really doesn't change fixed amount fixed years Fairly straightforward. It doesn't build insurance. you
2: any equity. It's just the cost of insurance, right? So you pay X amount of dollars for X amount of years. That's essentially your peace of mind.
1: And then if when nothing... When terms it, up, it terms up. Yep. And luckily, you outlive your term. Now, I want to talk about whole life insurance. Mm-hmm. Whole life is a little different mm-hmm. because every time people see whole life, they see what's well, this more expensive. So talk about whole life. What is whole life?
2: Whole life is an insurance plan that's designed to go and be enforced for your whole life um so again everyone in this room is 35 so the idea of purchasing whole life versus term at 35 you'll see the difference right but at the end of 20 years and if you were to go with your outgoing premiums towards term and then if you were to go and sit there and look at the cash you have accumulated in your whole life you're you're so much further ahead of the curve if you can go and implement whole life younger in life to complement whatever term that it is Jab. whole life has a cash building component that term just cannot offer that term does not offer um, whole life, I call it like little exit strategies. If you get to a certain age, say, hey, Chris, I really don't want to pay on this anymore. What are my options? You can, that's, you can take what's called a reduced paid-up feature to where you still have insurance, but you don't have a premium payment, and you have all your cash. You can leverage a cash value inside of a whole life policy where you can't do that in term. So that remember I was mentioning that concept of infinite banking? So essentially you just fund a whole life policy. Instead of using the, the premiums looking at it as a premium payment or insurance policy, just look at it as a for savings account that basically you'll have X amount of dollars that you'll have, it, you'll have access to for a rainy day.
1: And there's a maturity date on that. Negative. Oh. You have access to that money whenever, brother. Tax-free. The so, whole life, the whole life the whole, funds the whole at life. any age in life. How does that work for tax? I mean, is there, is there ages where you, after a certain age, you're taxed less, or is it all about total income? Well, I mean, and I mean, that's- not treated money. as like a W-2. It's treated no. as a different type of Well, income. I mean, if you, don't, if
2: you don't pay it back at some certain, if you above certain thresholds, it becomes taxable. But i mean that's why you work with a professional have those conversations with you but i mean I'm, the conversation that i'm having a lot with now is that whole life is a perfect complement to whatever it is that you're doing in your re- retirement portfolio because it's not it's not tied to the market so you're not going to have the highs and the lows right so one day you're you're like on prozac and the next day you you've got to be someone's talking you off the ledge hmm. kind of deal and then you can pay yourself back at a fractional interest as opposed to putting on a credit card as opposed to getting a bank loan and then for whatever reason, you don't ever pay yourself back, then it just comes off the death benefit.
1: Interesting.
0: Now, we kind of talked about this a little bit, but I, I want you to get a little deeper into it if you want. Do you sell yourself first before you talk about products? Paint a picture of Chris, who you are. Uh, you know, I, with me, I, I, I wear my emotion on my sleeve. I want people, to like my, my team, I want them to know who I am, how I am, and then we'll go over the the baseball stuff well i mean it depends on how the conversation goes of course right okay so i mean
2: you've gone on, on recruiting trips i'm sure so and i'm sure you have your conversation customized or tailored to how you want it to go so i mean i'm no different and then just so if i'm meeting a new member for the first time usually the question that i like to ask the most is hey coach what prompted you to join in the Knights?" And then I'll get a very, oh, my dad was a knight or my grandfather was a knight or I wanted to go and do something community-based or whatever the case. And he's like,
0: wow, that's all that's awesome. So, I mean, you plan on being – and then I just go from there. Just go from there. I, I, Mike and I talked to somebody a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago. And to me, presentation is everything.
2: Oh, my gosh, yeah.
0: My mom used to say how you're dressed is how you're treated, how you – But that's Uh, old school. Yeah, that's right. But, you know, how you say – and then the interview – it wasn't an interview, but we were getting to know this person, and then he – and we were interested in this person, and he threw us a Sandy Koufax curveball. Steve and I went like this. We looked at each other. Did he really say it? But so, you know, you want to – but he painted a picture of himself, of who he was. Mm -hmm. You know, Clint Hurdle, the old baseball manager, he said – what your baseball card says you are, that's who you are. Bill Parcells, the football coach, he said, we're 5-5 five and five at the time. That's who we are. We're 5-5. Five and five. So, again, I, I i think you're the type of guy who knows somebody when, when they're fake. Like, I can't be fake. None of us in this room can be fake. Drives me nuts. Drives you nuts. And you know as soon as they start. As soon as they start. And now Steve asked you a bunch of, you know, I don't want to say tough questions, but uh, – tough good questions in insurance and everything you said was very understandable i deal with some people that and i've said this to them numerous times i don't understand what the hell you we've been on the phone for an hour <laughs> um, I, I i have no idea what, char- yes, charcoal steps, what charcoal steps what charcoal steps means i don't know what black couch meeting means i don't know what pencil Uh, appointment. Just tell me, are we meeting or not? Where are we meeting at? It's stupid, simple. (laughs) Exactly. Or is it simple, stupid? I forget. I like to keep keep things very simple. And and very intelligent and they get real wordy. You didn't do that one time uh, with that. So I just. Because it's life insurance. It's not rocket science, right? So, I mean, even, uh, forgive me, even when it comes to hitting, if you go on YouTube, Going and you'll see these guys talking about three quarters of this and your pelvis and oh and this one guy charges. I'm not kidding you. Uh, he he wants to show you a certain facial expression. Uh, now, no, come on. facial. I mean, and forgive me, for, I, I'm excellent at teaching hitting. I keep it as simple. Yeah. And I'll give it to you under 10 seconds for free. Everything at the middle, stay close, fast, hands, vision. That's it. Go hit. These other guys, they teach all this craziness. The barrel of the bat should be here, and you put the elbow, oh my, and angle. you're like this. Oh, don't even start with that. And, and I always use it. A friend of mine was a professional wrestler, Vince Kaplak. He would hit you with an elbow, then run to the corner. Jump off the turnbuckle and do a flying body press. If you would have told him, Vinny, hit the guy with the lower third of your elbow, then take three and a quarter, do a 160 or 180, do a, uh, three and a quarter steps to the he'd turnbuckle. hit you with a forearm. Yeah. Do, do a 60 40, do a 60 40 uh, weight distribution and dive, he'd break his neck. Too much. Yeah, you'd lose me. If you, now, everything you said here was easy. If you'd have said all kind of, and I'm sure you could complicate the hell out of things if you wanted to, but you didn't. Well, I mean,
2: we have, a, we, I have, the way I look at it is I have an incredibly small window of time
1: to prove my worth. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: That's so, cool. I
1: mean, so. do you, But do you, you know what? That's a good point because I, I wonder if someone invites you over, they're interested. If you say, hey, I'd like to set up a meeting and they go, okay, you don't know if they're interested or just being courteous. And so sometimes you can figure it out. Okay, this, this is more likely to lead to something because the person joined, they're interested, young family, they're just getting started. Okay, let me, let me set something up for you that you can afford. That's probably going to work, but you know, and I'll I'll use myself as an example. You and I were talking, you know, I've been in the Knights for over 20 years.
0: I'll You've been you, in the dark for longer, but that's go ahead. right.
1: No, but but you said something interesting. <laughs> that ten to twenty times your, your annual income. It's very interesting because for the longest time I thought I was overinsured, and for the first time I'm going I might not be, because that that's one of those things. Because I've I've had a lot of insurance pitches from a lot of folks, and you know even from other night field agents from years ago and a lot of times the problem is, and, and it's really hit or miss, but you get this, and I remember we had a guest on before and he talked about these financial planners. Yeah. Well, You need this, you need this, and you need this. And the problem is, is they plug and chug in the computer. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing because it gives you the raw numbers. But what it doesn't account for is you, the person, the family sitting in the room, number one. Number two, the computer doesn't know, hey, you might be a genius and you're going to make a million bucks in three years, or you could be a cl- total moron and you're never going to make more than X amount of dollars. And that's it. So the computer doesn't account for that. It makes these universal assumptions that in 10 years you'll be this, 20 years you'll be this. You'll have approximately 2.3 kids. You'll have the, you know, all, and it, and it just, it's so impersonal that usually when I get those plans, I would ignore them. Now, I am looking at the one you just. Thrust well, I mean, this is, but, but, but I ignore them because it's not. It's not that it's not personalized. It's not personal.
2: I totally get you,
1: um, Mike.
2: Yes, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I it's just. Okay. It's just. It's. It's. I, I like to throw the word intimate out around a lot, and then depending on who you say it to, people get weird by it and it's like I got you freaking got you. kids. But I mean, an intimate discussion is kind of what we're doing right now. Yeah. Right. So when I. Treat my conversations with a level of intimacy to say, hey, man, this is sensitive material. Uh, so I, I try to bring a human element to the black and white, right? I mean, talking about your mortality all day, every day is, is not fun, coach. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you have to bring a degree of levity to it, sure. the human element to it. so and that's when storytelling comes into place. So you asked earlier, do you sell yourself or do you sell the product first, right? I mean, I don't know what comes first, the, the, the chicken or the egg. I, I won't find out until I get there and then we see how... It, uh, how, how the conversation starts flowing. So I mean, if we start getting personal and say, "Oh, we're not from here. We moved here from out of state." Oh my gosh, same here. Yada yada yada. And then you start. There's getting, a connection. Yes, that. and then now, now I'm not just some guy in there with the with with the bag with with, with spreadsheets and ideas and concepts, but I mean, I'm someone who's
0: an actual human person that's relating and I'm relatable. I want to say this real quick before we want your contact information, and I'm being serious. Anybody who needs insurance, anything like that get to this guy because he's real and he's good at what he does uh tell us tell our audience where they can get you
2: um best place to get these on my bat phone uh <laughs> cell phone is 412-605-9074 uh, text email is my full name because there's another chris gonzalez that works at the knights damn it um, so my name is christopher.gonzalez at org. and like i said just i'll meet you over for a cup of coffee talk ideas strategies um points of reference, you name it. So, I mean, I've got 20 years of calluses developed, right? So, if I can't help you, at least put me in a position where I can point you to someone who can. And you were I, in industry
1: before, the Knights, mm-hmm. though. So, this isn't like, you've been doing this for a long time for for the, other organizations. The Knights
2: was my, my, my walk of faith moment, my leap of faith. There really was. The Knights saved me. Uh, I was ready to go hang up the trade and learn how to swing hammers. So,
1: I'll say one thing. It's funny, it's funny that you say that because I am making a partial career transition um, and it literally is also a leap of faith. We'll talk about that offline. I do a
0: podcast, and I once in a while, I'll, we do a simulcast. Joe will send me this. I'll send it to my producer. This is going to be one of the shows that's going to be on my show as well because I enjoyed this man, and he gave great information, and I wish you continued success Yeah, no, an impact. I'd love to do this again. This is
2: fantastic. I mean, on. I'm a, like a celebrity within my office. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs>
0: You know?
1: Hey, we don't just let anybody on Talking Business and Life with Claudia Real Sona and Steve may- or Mike. Steve, <laughs> like, Mike, may- I'm gonna do Steve. His Martin. alias. His <laughs> alias. No, no, no. I get it. You know what? It's it's a it's a funny thing. It's kind of an inside thing now because <laughs> I may or may not have screwed his name up before the podcast. So I'll own that. He owed you. No, he got me. That's good. Um, but no, Chris. Again, seriously, thanks again for being on the show. Um, we probably will get you back at some point because I do think there's more to talk about. That a lot of the folks listening to the show, it's a business and life show, and the reality is, is that folks. There's a lot of information out there. And there's so many YouTube, episodes. oh, just go watch a YouTube video. Which one? You know? And is that good advice? Oh, I saw it on the internet. It must be good advice. Hey, they have a YouTube video. It must be good advice. You know, I can't again, this is the relationship piece. Most of the people listening may not know me from a hill of beans. So I say this for what it's worth. This trust us. Yep, you exactly. Trust us as trust. much as you can trust us. Um, and if we don't know the answer, that's one of the things we've always prized. We bring on somebody that's an expert and so say, you tell me what the answer is. But uh, Chris, I'd like to have you back again at some point. And, folks, again, that's Chris Gonzalez. He's, uh, he's been doing insurance business for a long time. So if you've got any questions, you want to learn more information, again, his number is 412-605-9074. And that's Christopher.Gonzalez at K of C dot org Uh, feel free to reach out to him ask him questions get in touch with him especially if you're in the pittsburgh area i'm sure you'd love to sit down and have a cup of coffee with you claudio chris thank you very much claudio as always like to give you the last word
0: thank you to all the listeners we appreciate it thank you joe hale thank you to chris gonzalez steve mancini thank you and uh, as always thank you mom and pop thank you for listening to talking business in life with claudio Relsano and steve mancini Tune in next week for more impactful business and life experiences with Claudio and Steve.